You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Da 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 da. Was that? Was that? That's my Bond theme. Okay, yeah. So, as you might have guessed, Sid Talk was uh, giving you a bit of a clue there. We're going to be doing the uh, James Bond show this week. We're going to be reviewing every James Bond movie that's ever come out. <laughs> and it's going to last 17 hours. <laughs> Excellent. No, we're actually going to be... It's, we could. We could, because we have seen every single Bond film. We can actually say that tonight. Yep. After we saw the latest one. Anyway, it's Sunday, well, Sunday, March the 22nd, Monday, March the 23rd, when you're going to be listening to this. This is after the show number 62. The movie we're going to be looking at this week is Quantum of Solace on Blu-ray, the latest Bond movie, Bond 22, I believe. Um, it's a 2008 movie. It's released on Blu-ray and DVD this Tuesday, March the 24th, so you can pick it up then, in North America. I have no idea in anywhere else in the world, but I am sure... We need to take care of this, because it's ridiculous, isn't it? That movies can't just be released in DVDs all over the whole world at the same time. Yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, I live in the States, so I deal with the American leg of all these movie com- companies, and they actually don't tell you any other region. They just say, here's the movie, review it, it's out on this date in America. They don't tell and you. And then you'll talk to your aunt six months later, and you'll say, oh, we just watched this on DVD, and she'll go, oh, that's in the theaters yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't make it just makes no sense from our perspective. And one of the reasons Blu-ray was going to be really good, apparently, when Blu-ray was coming out, was that would stop all the regioning thing. But it didn't. Mm. They had their own regioning thing. Anyway, it's a 2008 movie. We watched the Blu-ray version. It's from it's an odd one. It's a Fox Blu-ray disc, but it's an MGM movie, so it's like a joint venture between them. And uh, Casino Royale was a Sony slash MGM movie, so I don't know what the deal is with distributors, but this one's Fox. They're all hard hit by the, you know, money crunch. Um, so they got to share and, James Bond. <laughs> and you, an interesting note I wanted to say about this is we'd already the movie before before this one um, when Daniel Craig. Be- the first Daniel Craig performance as James Bond. We'd already seen that one. Casino Royale. But when I read last night, before we were watching Quantum of Solace, I was on the Digital Bits, which is a, a cool website I want to recommend if you're into uh, DVD news. And I just caught like the first paragraph of his review of Quantum of Solace. I didn't want to read his review. I was just... I was, it was there on the front page, and it said, just let me say one thing. Before you watch Quantum of Solace, if you don't recall Casino Royale fully, make sure you watch it preferably right before you watch Quantum of Solace. And I think, and we did. Yeah. And I think it was an absolutely fine idea because it Should is like... Should we say that, it, why? Because well, we'll say it. We'll be say a nice it. surprise. For this people. is like a four, it's basically a four hour movie. Is it, they actually mm-hmm. stick together perfectly, yep. don't they? You know, there's no continuity no problem. It's just stuck together. This one ends, this one begins. That's, you know, the only thing for the foot... For the first minute or two, I was like, oh, wow, two years really makes Judy Dench look a little bit older. <laughs> Even though it's only ten, uh, an hour in the movie. But there you go. Um, but anyway, it's this Quantum of Solace, and you're going to tell us what it's about. I have to tell you what a James Bond movie is about? Okay. Quantum well, of Solace is the continuation of Casino Royale. So we are essentially what we're what's going on, right? We're getting to know Bond 
better as like a person. And through this, the way we are seeing this, his like revealing his emotions and his tendencies toward vengeance or revenge or duty to his queen, whatever, is sort of this weird, a little bit convoluted plot going on by some mysterious organization that has is not revealed throughout the story, you know, kind of. And um, I don't really know how to sum it up. Do you? Without giving away... Redemption, pieces? let me just, I would say a few words. Redemption, um, a different side of Bond from Casino Royale, I think. I feel, really. Um, and a lot of answers to questions that were kind of poised at the end of Casino Royale. Mm. Well, not at all. Not all, because I feel there could be number three in this story. But yeah, no, I wasn't going to say that because that's kind of well. It's not. It's not it's like um, leading. It's not spoiling it, but I, I feel you know this story could be. It could be a nine nine movie story. For it all. could be twenty movies. It could just continue because it, it's it? the same guy chasing down bad guys, and you know. But anyway, well, it's a hard one to sum up for me. It's another Bond movie. Let's say that it's number mm-hmm. twenty two. There are hot chicks, and I, I'm Cars. loving. I'm loving the women characters in the Bond movies now. I mean, they're actually. There's a hint of damsel in distress, and there's there's a lot of strongness. There's actual substance to them, and they're hot and sexy, and like I'm compelled by them. I want to see them come back on the screen. I care what happens to each one of them, and that's different from in the past because you've got they were like literally like throwaway. And I think obviously it's the 21st century. Somebody who's writing the stories. Is going Lives uh-huh. in this century. Yeah, we have to. Uh, we can't just. We can't do what they did in yeah, the sixties. You can't make Bond Mister Politically Correct, right? But you've got to make it so that there is a um, a balance. Like these women are tough enough and strong enough to play anyway, against them. Let's move on to the movie. I was. Oh, we already moved. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so it's a reboot of Bond, as they say. Like they've took it back to the beginning again, but. But it's present day. So, you can forget all the other Bond movies happened if you want. This is our... This is... Um, what do you call this again? The 2000s? <laughs> I still don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This... It's 2009. This... This decade... Yeah, we're saying James we don't know Bond. what to call the decade between the turn of the century and... Even 2020, because do you call the teens the teens? Because you call the 20s the 20s, the 30s. So what do you call now? Who knows? Turn of the century is all I can think. And I think that's kind of cool. So let's say this is this generation's James Bond. <laughs> the story, Casino Royale, the one before this, being like Ian Fleming's first book made into a movie. And this being a continuation of that, not based on Ian Fleming's book. Mm. This is new. So um, I like the reinvention of James Bond, but... I also like the old James Bond. Mm-hmm. Not all of it, but I like it. Because it is, we've said it before, The if you go back and watch all the old James Bonds, it's a real mixed bag. It's not all good. There's Correct. no way. It is. <laughs> it's, we watched them all like about a year ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. We, we sat and watched, over the space of two weeks, all 21... It did go out a month. All 20 of them that we had. We got the box set with mm-hmm. 20 of them in. And we sat and watched them all over a f- brief period. Some days, four in a row. 
And it was... <laughs> and it made it better, I think, because yeah. you actually compared... See, I'd already seen them all. I had never seen And them. you'd never seen them. Nope. So it was... I'd like, only ever seen um, a couple of the newest ones. Well, living in England, you can't go buy a Bank Holiday Monday because it's like a tradition on television. Every channel, pretty much. Especially with the advent of satellite TV. Mm. There's a James Bond film on every channel. I mean, started doing it here now on Spike, I've noticed. Every uh, channel? Is that an exaggeration? No, you'll get a Bond film. We have four channels, right? Five channels. In you have cable. I just said with the advent of cable, it, would be, it wouldn't be on the sports channel, oh, but right. it will be on more channels, that, you know... But when we only had the five channels, all, those five channels would have a Bond film on on um, mm-hmm. Bank Holiday Monday at some point, and some would have two two of them. So you, there's no way you can go get by without seeing them. So I'd seen them all before. But anyway, not talking about the old ones, talking about this one, Quantum of Solace. I see it as a continuation of Casino Royale. Um, and if you was to say to me, which one do I like best... I couldn't tell you because they're both. I think I feel like there's more action in Quantum of Solace, but I also feel that like Casino Royale's got more of a build-up to this story because they had to tell a lot more, didn't they? You know, like mm-hmm. especially the card. It's, it, on Casino Royale, the card game part, there's a lot of uh, development and of the character without going into the, him shooting stuff and running yeah. around all in. In that movie. And in this one, it's pretty much going back to, like, a balls-out action. There's something going on every ten minutes. Like, some big scene. Yeah, where stuff I think blows up. you... Ha- in my opinion, I look at it as one big movie. And there isn't... It does go... It does... Like, in the first one, you get a lot more dialogue and... A little more artsiness here and there with the art direction and stuff. So it, it kind of calms it down a bit. And then when there is action, it's like really... Yeah. In, the neck, in the second part, which would be Quantum of Solace, it's all... it's You said, like, you've built up to this. So now it's just you're going up higher and more. I, and feel, I actually feel this is something I felt watching it. But Quantum of Solace, the le- degree of action and the level of pacing... Reminded me of a Brosnan one, like Goldeneye, which I really like. Because it's absolutely... Um, there's not really much time for, for the story to stop and um, develop. It you just feel moves. like around... Even when there's a downtime, around every corner or behind every door, Something's there's going to be gonna, a, a fight's going to break out. And there out. is. Yeah. And uh, there was a fight sequence in Quantum of Solace that reminded me of Bourne a mm-hmm. lot. Totally, though. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think that was actually a, maybe their nod to Bond because I mean Bond almost did Bond better than Bond, I think. You know, um in terms of, you know, like a spy on Born is not Bond. What you're saying is you think they I think Bond, you know, like if the Bond movies had the Bond character in, you know, like that style of movie, they would have worked too. Like I, I just I just feel See, like, I felt like it was more of a nod back to Russia with love. Because that scene on the train with the fighting scene, that was so in, that was really good. It just felt like a Bond scene to me. But it it was more the camera and stuff, you know, led like the way and it was it was good. Uh, and it was the, really vis- like you felt like woo like, And then there were scenes that were in this one, Quantum of it, I, I felt in a Casino Royale the scenes were pretty much um the action scenes were pretty much you know, doable, real. I feel that in Quantum of Solace, they've gone back to... Like, oh, you said Quantum of Solace. 
Oh right, in Casino Royale. Right. I feel that all the all the action scenes in that one were plausible. I feel that in in Quantum of Solace they've gone back to more like fantasy Bond. Like he can, um, he's kind of indestructible. I disagree almost. because remember back to the opening of Casino Royale with the parkour, and he took some hard knocks. That's superhero mm. shit right there. I mean, he fell long ways, hit lots of bars with his head, and fell yeah. lots of distance. So I think you maybe forgot that because that mm, was hard. That no, was because I only just watched that. I know, oh, but I mean, that was superheroish. Right there, you're thinking, this it guy was, can't get back up. He I liked, can't. I liked he how he wasn't... They did that parkour scene was good because he he, he obviously couldn't do it as well as it the other awesome. guy. It was awesome. I couldn't. mean, I forgot how awesome it was. And he was. couldn't do it as well as the real parkour guy, <laughs> so there was a lot of him clanging into things. And that was especially where the guy jumps through the window. And, but anyway, that's the other movie. And there's exp- I mean, but we're, but we're talking about yeah. it all together, so I think... The idea, sometimes he gets beat down and, and where you think, uh, and he, he even looks, even in Quantum of Solace, there are moments when he's just like, oh, oh, like, wrung out. Now the torture scene from Casino Royale, that's when you think he's what, not going to recover from One that. of the things I want to say about Bond in um, Quantum of Solace is, he seems completely uh, careless to me. Like, like um, he's like a liability. Like Yes. He stood on the... I agree. He stood on a pier at one... Like, he's not stealthy. Let's say that. He's absolutely... Like, if you wanted him to blend in, there's no way, because he's, like he's like crazy. Again, that's a nod back to the very first it two is, yeah. Bond movies. I think remember in the taken... first one, when you don't expect it, he just punches guys in the face. Yeah, like, boom, does. comes around the corner, bam, and you're so, like, whoa. And, and this, I don't want to spoil anything here, because it's in the trailer, but in this particular one, this is the one where I was like, whoa, that's like totally... Like, couldn't, you could have done that better than that. Anyway, he's watching the girl on the pier... And she's being took onto a boat. And he's on a motorbike. And she's going in the boat. And, you know, there's plenty of ways you could get to the boat. But he decides <laughs> to drive his uh, dirt bike across people's heads and stuff. Like it, like people in boats. He's, like, driving over people. I'm thinking, like... He that. wasn't on their heads. There's people in them boats. I know, but he wasn't on the people. He well, I mean, he's, I, mean I mean, it's, like, it's, it's completely... Yeah. He's... I, I, I actually um, think that he hit some people. I think people, like, got great... What I'm saying is, he's like, whoa, like, what does, you know, what does Super Special Agent do that? You and know? if you've seen Cassandra, well, since maybe you haven't seen it, so I won't say why, but he's kind of in a mode of, I don't give a shit right now. Yeah. He just walks up to that chain link fence, hands the card, and says, tell her to call me, and it's mm-hmm. all the bad guys, and he's like, he's just right there, like, no... And then when he goes into the hotel and just says there's name and if stuff. You want, if you want stealth action, he's not going to give it to you. Because he'll, he'll just, like... Which is good, though. That's totally back to the original, I think. In my opinion. I do think that they're trying to um, be more faithful to the character. Like, because obviously those original books. And now they're having to make it up themselves. I think they're trying to just pull on that stuff, you know? Because, uh... But I do, I actually keep getting... When I'm watching these new ones, I keep... And this this isn't, like, going back a long time. I keep getting flashbacks of Brosnan movies. Because I think those were the most pumped up of the lot, you know? Hmm. And I, I like the really earliest ones the best. No, I don't... I'm not saying I like Brosnan movies the best. I'm saying that those were the most action-packed. Like, if you watch GoldenEye, for instance, um, the stunt work and all that is on a level... It's like these. Because they... It came to a point where Hollywood could do the, yeah exactly do that stuff and like if you go back and look at Live and Let Die and those old ones, there oh are, you had to pick that one. 
there are, <laughs> there are stunts, right? And but they're you know they're small scale. Can we say that's our least favorite bomb? Do you think it was bad? No, there's not. There's <laughs> which one's that? worse than? Is that, that the one with Jimmy Dean in there? I think so. If it's the one with Jimmy Dean living in the top of the tower in Vegas, that's the worst. Yeah. Or the one in the swamp with the very racist stuff and the sheriff The one guy. in the swamp with the very racist stuff was actually not bad, apart from the bit of racist stuff. I, I thought the, that one was alright. I thought it was horrible, because they had that sheriff guy, and then he showed up again on vacation with his wife and another one, and they were just... It was like... Um, from the band, uh, you know, smoking the Bandit days or whatever, and they're kind of going off of that, or Dukes of Hazard kind of attitude. It was just horrible. The one with the swamp's the very first one, right? Mm-mm. With the boat, and he says, get my shoes. No, 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 no. Oh, no, that's no. the one I'm talking no, about. No, I'm talking about, I think Live and Let Die. That is Live and Let Die, the one with the swamp. What? Live that's the one with Vegas, right? Live and Let Die as the swamp at the beginning, and then Vegas at the end. It, oh. it's, it's both of well, them. Well, there we things. go. That's the worst one. Yeah. Oh. It, it starts off with, like, Zulu people and stuff, with fl- um, fire breathing and all that stuff. Like, weird, like, jungle music and everything. And then it, like, it's weird, that one. It's really weird. Is that the one with the moon, the little moon buggy in the desert, too? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think it is, yeah. He steals them. I don't even get understand why. I can't remember that. But he breaks into a place. That's like set up like like the moon landings faked or something, <laughs> and it's got a little moon buggy, and then he drives out of the thing like a soundstage. He drives out of it in a moon buggy, and then he's chasing across the desert. <laughs> it sounds like I'm making that up, but kind of like uh, getting on a jetpack in the beginning and going from the top of a building down to the street and then running. And I said to you, there's a fire escape right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, he had to show off the gadgets in them days, right? Now I don't think watching Quantum of Solace or even Casino Royale, there's that kind of hokiness. But then again, maybe in ten years I'll look back and go, there's, oh god, that parkour thing was just ridiculous. There's one thing for me on um, in between Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. You know, they're only an hour... This one's an hour after that one. I felt like technology was like infinitely upgraded in Quantum of Solace. Like They had all weird touchy screen things and then his cell phone had been all upgraded to this weird interface that... Mm-hmm. He didn't have that in Casino Royale. It's like everything within an hour's period. We never saw his phone in Casino Royale. We only saw the parkour guys. Right, but it, I mean, what I'm saying is it... And hers. It seemed like there was a big upgrade in technology. Obviously, there is over a course of... You know, they'd think of new things, but... M was talking. M was talking to a wall of information and... But in the first one, in Casino Royale, they weren't even in her office. So we don't... You know, there's nothing to compare it to, I don't they think. They were in a house. Exactly. So you didn't see what technology she well, had. Well, they had laptops a lot, and he had a Blu-ray player. I noticed that. In that the was first, in Casino in, Royale. That's what I'm saying. Casino Royale. He had he messed with a Blu-ray player, because obviously Sony probably wanted to push Blu-ray at that time. There's one thing I do want to complain about Casino Royale. But he did the DVD thing and looked up that moment in time that he was looking up, whatever. Uh... Oh, he looked on his cell phone then. He was and the moment, thing. yeah, he was. Like, yeah, that's true. He was using it. Oh, no, it wasn't his. That was a parkour guy because he was oh, looking yeah, at the text that, message. Yeah, but um, but at the one DVD that he plucked out of all the cameras in the whole place and stuck it in, that was the camera that captured the moment that Most he about wanted. The date on the spine, on. I know, but the, what I'm saying is there were multiple cameras, and yet the moment he he stuck it in, well, so, you know, it's just yeah. one of those nitpicky things. I was like, oh my god, that's a good coincidence. But yeah, they they do have technology and gadgets. You know, I've always had a forefront in uh, Bond movies, but they kind of t- I think they stripped them back a bit because mm-hmm. obviously there's no now they don't take him to see John Cleese in the or, or the Q guy who obviously died. Mm-hmm. But they don't 
they don't have that anymore, do they? Which was always like a, in the old, it, it became a thing, didn't it? You, know? you say anymore, but I mean, it's going to go on forever, so the possibilities are endless. Well, it was a very good. I'm saying that- now in this new reboot of Bond, they don't have that. So if you're if you're excited because you really like the old Bonds and you're ready to, you know, experience all the things that kind of become the trademarks, like him doing all the gadgets all the time and being given the gadgets in the field. None of that is part of it anymore. It's more mm. moody. It's not quite as humorous anymore. Well, he got the car in the first one with the health, health, health pad thing that he had to save himself with. So that was a gadget. It just wasn't introduced the same way, right? And then in the second well, one... Well, he didn't have rocket launchers in the front of his car or anything like that, did he? This time. I mean, like... But you're acting like this is it. You never know. Doesn't no, no it will happen probably yeah. in the future. Somebody's going to say it. Somebody at some point is going to go, this new Bond's too serious. Like, Why don't we, like... Getting back to like it, some somebody will come along and say that because this is how it is now, and then in ten years' time, somebody might come along and go, "Do you know what? We've lost the essence of Bond. This is too serious. Why don't we get like, some dickhead? Make, why don't we make it like Roger Moore Bond again? You know? Or, I like Roger Moore. I thought Roger Moore Bond was like the most comical though, because he had loads of one-liners. He was like snarky, and you know, Connery was too. Yeah. But I think, I think people Roger, pick Moore, Roger Moore as a sort of a mass hysteria thing. Well, I think Roger <laughs> Moore got kind of it, it was kind of, it was it was all about the gadgets and him being cool and all about him being cool. Yeah, all about and the, him. And then when it got to the uh, Dalton guy, they kind of made it rough and serious mm-hmm. again, which I actually appreciate. But most people didn't like those two. But those are close to what it's like now because they made him more introvert and not like he wasn't quite as charming or, or anything like that. Even though he had charm with the women. He wasn't... Yeah, and this guy's not charming, I don't think. He's just... He's forceful and powerful and kind of commands a certain attention, but he's not like, hey, where he leans on one elbow and puts his hand up on his chin. You know, like... No, I love Jamal. Yeah, yeah. He does have (laughs) a... Or even Pierce Brosnan, come on. He turns on the charm a lot. Yeah, I I still think... Daniel Craig doesn't. He just is what he is, and I think by the force of how he is. Hmm. And women don't follow his feet. He had one of them in this. <laughs> that old Bond charm that I talked about, where uh, where we said in the older ones, where he goes up to like a check-in desk and he just kind of he barely has to say anything, and the women are throwing the panties at him. It occurs once in this. I don't remember that ever happening, but they well, flew at him a bit. Well, I'm just using a yeah. Uh, in this one, it happens um, once. A little, yeah. And it's all. She's totally like. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course I will. <laughs> oh, she wasn't like that. Oh my God, your interpretation is different than mine. Of course I will. I think. Well, of course I will. But yeah. in like a grown-up sexy way, not like a ooh swoony girl way. It looked pretty swoony girl <laughs> way to me. She, he, he tells her to if somebody if Ask somebody else it. asks, he's gone somewhere else, and she kind of she's like certainly. Yeah, but you, that's that's from the old movies, like where mm-hmm. he totally. where he can basically like. Sean Connery can just walk up to a desk, bat his eyelids, and the women are yeah, and they're like, oh. yeah, that was girly swoony. This wasn't, but it was yeah. a definite nod. Yeah, definitely. There was nods to old Bond all over the place. And I love the women in this movie. Loved them. Loved them. Both of them. I, I, I was two. compelled to look at them. Judy Dench. Watch them. They're excellent. She's a good woman. Yeah, yeah. I like Judy Dench. All the character women. All the women characters are. You know, you want to know what's going to happen with you. you want to know what they're story is almost I did anyway yeah <laughs> do you disagree you don't care they're just throw away like yeah. screw them and kill them kind of <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I'm certainly well, hoping that doesn't translate it, into real Put life. it this way. For a Bond film, I want a new one every time. Sure. I don't want the he, same one every... I don't do want, want him to I don't just, want him bonding over one of them either, really. Um, I want him bonding a little bit, and I don't mind that. But I despised Halle Berry's chick. Oh, I don't like Halle Berry. Not just her, but I mean the character that... Ugh, I just hated it. I wanted her to you, be freeze to death. I like, a, I like a lot of the Bond girls from the old ones. They, they were all... Um, I like the chick from the one, um, The World Is Not Enough. That I like that chick. The one with um, Carlisle. Remember with the submarine and the yeah. oil. I like Bridget Nielsen. Was it Bridget Nielsen? Bridget, um, Bridget yes. Nielsen. Yes. Yeah, she was good. And, um... Oh, yeah, and... Uh, she Grace got? Jones was in one. She was in the one with Christopher Walken. Yeah, Grace Jones was good, too. She's and, awesome. Um, uh, Who's the chick who got wrapped around the tree or whatever? She said she could crush him in with her thighs. That she was, was uh, cool. Grace Jones, wasn't it? No. That was, uh... Lois Lane, I think. Maybe not. And then there was uh, Christmas Jones. I really liked her. Oh, I liked her better the second time I watched no, it. she was good. But I don't like Denise Richards very much, but the second time I watched it, I liked her more. And then there was Pussy Galore and the old ones. <laughs> the old ones are just ludicrous, really, when you think about them. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did a nod to that in this one, remember? Cause he's, no, in uh, Casino Royale, he says to her, your name is something-something Broadchester, and Broadchester, I think we said. And she's like, you're kidding me. And he's like... So it was like a nod to the old crazy names. And they but. didn't mention the girl's name from the next one, which was another... Right. Because she has a fields. name. Just but Fields. It, but she's just Fields. Yeah, right. don't... We're not going to say it. Cause right. It's, cause it's, <laughs> and her outfit in the beginning must have been something from the book, because all she wore was like I, a short trench coat. I felt coat. like she was coming to do a strip session. Yeah, she had pole. a short trench coat <laughs> and big high suede boots. It looked like she was really naked adorable. The trench coat. Really adorable. Red hair and little Lilu looking to me and a little bit of run, little run. And then uh, the way she looked, uh, to me, was like a description right out of a book. So I'm thinking that might be. Yeah. So, she was awesome. I really liked the all the characters I was into. Except I like Felix to be, a little, I don't know, something off about I him. I think... What, well, we'll talk about the actor who plays Felix. But I think, what about the character of Felix? I feel that he's... Like... They've made him really serious. Like, like he's not got any sense of humour at all. He's like, um... He's... he's weary of everything. He's like... Obviously, you know, it's the kind of game he's in. Like, he's a spy guy, right? But I feel like... Like, he is a Bond friend. He always has been, like... And he never shares a quip with him or anything. It's just he's just right, really uptight. It's like that's that's what it is for me. This new guy, anyway. Yeah, and then Mister Mustachio was a dick. Yeah, Ugh, didn't like him. But this, but the other American that's represented. But before we move on to the cast, overall, uh, Quantum of Solace, the movie, because um, I've been really looking forward to seeing this. It didn't let me down at all. I thought, me either. I, th- I thought it was uh, exactly what I wanted in a Bond movie. It had a really good opening. Um, a st- the um, this is one thing I wanted to mention. One of the things in Bond films I really like is the opening credits. Not necessarily what happens before the song comes on, but even though that is always good too. But um, what when the song's playing, that style mm-hmm. what they use there. Now my favorite one of all of them is Casino Royale. Definitely, I think it's like, absolutely. I, I mean the song's good, but I actually like the. The graphics. And oh, it, yeah. And it uses the style of playing cards for everything. Now, this new one... It's awesome, that first one. When I was watching, I was just like, that's just... And 
It's also telling you a bit of his story. Yeah. Because you're introduced to him as a new Even the song's telling his story, too. And then through it, you see him fighting and stuff. And the way, like, when someone gets stabbed and their little... And the figure of them bursts into, like, um, hearts he, or diamonds And when he stabs them, he's stabbing them with the heart. All yeah, the exactly. Yeah. And the style of the animation and with the motion capture of, obviously, people fighting and then they've put this different animation on top... Gorgeous. I loved it. And then we moved to Quantum of Solace. Now, Quantum of Solace um, had an... I also liked the opening of Quantum of Solace in a different way because it took me back to old Bond yeah. movies. Because, you know, unlike what... In Casino Royale, it was more of a new take on the beginning of a Bond movie. The, this one here, it had the song by Alicia Keys and Jack White from The White Stripes. And it was... Like a throwback to me, like a, it reminded me of like Thunderball or something like that, because it had like sand. Because it, because it, some of this movie takes place in the desert, so there was desert sand blowing and women's bodies like coming kind out of out the sand. What which, I didn't like was the gamer-looking character shapes of the 3D animation. I despised it. It looked like shit. I hated it. Little bits and pieces where he's walking in the distance. They've made it into like a gamer 3D character, and it looks like it looked like. Just pasted on. It wasn't smooth. I liked and nice. it. I didn't think it looked. I like the silhouetted ones, but not where they try to make him look like a 3D character in a game. I was seriously. I, I think was there like, are oh, better. I think there are better ones in the older movies than this one, though, for the opening. Because I really liked the opening of Golden Eye, and I really liked the opening of Die Another Day too. With the that was another yes. one with sexy women. I like the oil dance. one. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. The world's gold, not enough. And Golden Eye. I mean. The, They've actually done this opening from the very beginning, always. Like, it, if you go and watch them all, they've all got that. I bet you can look on YouTube and see all the openings. That's why I felt like this, that Quantum of Solace was my least favorite thing about the movie. <laughs> well, the music. No, the, just the opening, the visuals of the opening sequence. I it, like I, I the women that, coming out of the pumped sand. You up, it pumped you up for the movie well. I, yeah. I disagreed. That was Did what you? I didn't like about it. Because I wasn't, I was disappointed by the actual... After we'd just seen Casino Royale, which is the yeah, best one. Yeah, and the look of it was not well executed in my opinion a lot of the bits and pieces of it weren't it didn't it wasn't like really dynamic and ec- like and it didn't tell you anything it was just it just a told you a of, sand desert James yeah. Bond shooting people whereas Casino Royale you're actually watching little clips and sequences of some time passing and incidents did you like the song? yeah I like both songs yeah I like the other song better but yeah this, the, Bond songs are Similar but not similar, but they always have that theme. It's an orchestra. It's mm-hmm. a lot of. Die another day was my favorite. Die what Madonna? Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, not for me. It was for me. For me, it was um, Diamonds Are Forever, Shirley Bassey. That's a good one. And um, Live and Let Die. <laughs> Live and Let Die. Even the best the part of the movie. Well, the opening credits are not very good either because they're kind of true voodoo and racist a little bit, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, when you get... Was it Wings, that? I think it might have been Wings. Yeah. yeah. But still, you know, you've got the Paul song, McCartney singing your yeah, song. Yeah, pluck the song out. The song's the best part of that movie. In but that it movie. is part of the Bond experience, the opening credits, for me. Like, because I look forward to say, well, what are they going to do this time with the opening credits? What else? We'll, ta- we'll end this sequence with what you, else you look and for. And when the movie ends, <laughs> when the credits scroll... Now, it used to be, in the old days, that bef- almost before... One of the first things the credits said was James Bond will return in and then it would have the name of the next movie. But now they they don't give away the names of the movies because it's a big reveal event at, at some point. 
So now it just says, you wait till the end of the credits and it says James Bond will return. But it still says it. Yep. We waited till the end to see it. So it's all part of the uh, Bond thing. You gotta start off, middle, and end. So, f- you know, for me, um, I see these two movies as one big movie. And if there's a third one, I'll probably see it as one big movie still. Like, yep. if it continues this storyline, which it will, I think. Or it could be time later. I mean, you never know. Yeah, they could say uh, seven years later and everybody looks... I hope they make 30 movies and just keep going on the same track. I mean, that'd be cool. I don't know how many times Daniel Craig (laughs) has signed up for or whether he will carry on. Like, uh, How long was Brosnan doing? He did it for a while. Seven, didn't he? Oh, I don't think it was that many. Maybe four. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Die another day. I I think Daniel Craig signed up for three when I heard the news. But, you know, that changes, doesn't it? Like, if he is making a gazillion dollars and he likes likes it, it will I don't know. It looked like it was a little hard on him. It looked like it was hard on him. Yeah. (laughs) In the extras when he's talking, he's like, whoa, this one's harder than the other one. Yeah, like, this isn't, like, an easy job at all. Like, it's not not easy. Anyway, um, we'll move on to the cast. Daniel Craig is James Bond. I like him. He's not my favorite James Bond. But I feel he does the job well um, in this particular story. I don't think he would do... If if he was the one to do, like, the hokey kind of Bond, I don't think he would. Mm-mm. He fits in this serious James Bond. Because do you see this as serious James Bond? Um, I have to disagree with the wave of everybody else says. I think it just is what it is. I don't think he's more I serious. I think he just... Are you leaving? Yes. <laughs> he's got up and left the room. No. I don't think it's more serious. I think it's just a different angle. It's you a know? different tone, I think. We're looking at a different aspect of the person, right? Bond, not as guy who's saving the world, but a man who's dealing with his responsibilities and, you know, I don't know. I don't see it as more serious. I just see it as what it is. But Yeah, well. And he's excellent. I I've loved I think he's him. good. Yeah. Love watching um, him. I think no ladies probably love him. He's got that walk. Yeah, he's kind of <laughs> he's a bit like he's just like like, I don't know. Kind he's of, all pumped up. And when he runs, I like the way he runs. It's excellent. He's kind of pumped up, though, isn't he? He's a bit... Yeah, and his arms kind of poke he's out. He's a beefcake. Like. <laughs> you think he tries? But <laughs> anyway, uh, the the uh, female, the Bond girl, is Olga... She's played by Olga Kurilenko, and she plays Camille. Now, I was going to say, uh, when I was watching this, to you, if I wasn't married to you, I'd probably be married to her. Because I think she's... She, she, you mean I'm first on you that know list? Should, Wait a minute. Well, Let me get this right. I'm at the top of that list? Yes. <laughs> I think you're crazy, because I'd marry her now if she no. walked in the door. <laughs> she reminds me of no a younger Catherine Zeta-Jones, who I also think is beautiful. Really beautiful. Um, How could she remind you? They look completely different. No, they only both have it's dark a, hair. It's a vibe. It's a yeah. face. I'm, I'm a man, I see it. She's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, I, and love watching And she her. was also out of the movie Hitman, and I thought she was like... Yes, the best part of that movie. Yeah, she was the best part of that <laughs> Yes, movie. totally. Um, and I, I find her a really good bongo. Yeah, she's got, like, attitude, she's got... But not attitude like snarky... No, it's not like... like Denise Richards was, no, but not like attitude that. like... She's got her own story. That's what I felt. She she's actually has an agenda running. of her own. Yeah, it's running parallel to all of this happening, and it doesn't melt into the story at all. It stay, She stays a whole separate person. She's just tangled in it for different reasons. And there are moments when she's doing her thing, and she's not played up constantly as, like... Sex bomb. You don't look at her butt crack all the time. Every time she bends over, she gets grungy and dirty, and she's wearing she's dirty jeans and time. a shirt. She's not in like a skin tight, wet thing or anything like well, that. She's in a uh, like a evening gown quite a, Once, quite a bit. 
Well, that happens no, to be No, it changes about five times. But I loved her. I thought she was excellent. I want to see her in more stuff. And then the other Bond girl is Judy Dench as M. I was going to say about the Olga chick. She plays against every dude in that movie beautifully. Like when she's up against the general guy, she does an excellent job with the, you know, and the butterfly guy, whatever his name is. You know, because he's like class actor. I think Daniel Craig is. And she, it's like she's not bothered at all by, she just barrels in there with her. She is Russian lady. Um, and she kind of plays. What's the accent she's doing? It's like it's is, Russian. Is because it? Because he says he's referring to her parents and says he knew this guy. He married a Russian bride. See, I felt like when children. she was talking, she didn't sound like she did in Hitman, where she sounded kind of Russianish. In this one, I felt she was doing something else, but I don't know. I think it's supposed to be a mix of Bolivian and Russian right. because her mother was Russian and her father was a Bolivian. Is that his father oblivion? <laughs> Oblivion? Is that what you're called if you come from obli- come from Bolivia? You're an oblivion. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, no. the other uh, lady is Judy Dench. Is, um, I think she plays really well. I do think that, like, I know there's only two years in between the movies, but it's supposed to be ten minutes. That, that was the discrepancy. I thought she looked actually physically looked older. You know why you think that? Because she is. Because you're a man, and there was a segment of her wiping off her makeup, and you got to see all of her cracks. Oh, it was before that. Instead of seeing her with her makeup on. It was right away. Like, the... We'd just seen the end of Casino Royale, mm. and then the new one started, and she's in almost the first scene. And I'd only just seen her in that one, and two years in real time, but ten minutes in the movie, I was like, okay. And she said something to Bond about him uh, looking like crap, like he hasn't slept. Cause Plus, I was, he, like, it's only an hour, but he's real tan all of a sudden. Yeah, he is real tan. <laughs> and she says, she says you, you look terrible. Have you, you've not slept, doesn't it? I was thinking they were making a right. kind of a joke at that there, but no, that was the only, th- only thing, like, but I like Judy Den. She's classy. You know, she's a class act. She's a, um, I think she's... She's a dame. She actually plays um, M really well. I think it's real matronly or something and even Bond refers to her as like she sometimes likes to be oh, they all she, call him Marm she likes Marm. to well Marm is like a like know. ma'am yeah but he said at one point to somebody yeah she likes to think she's my yeah. mother you know um, and then there's another Bond girl which is Gemma Arterton mm-hmm. English lady as a uh, Fields <laughs> in a quotations. some kind of fruit Fields <laughs> and she's really good. I really as soon as she popped on the screen, I was like, "Oh, she's even she's listed like, here as a." Yeah, she's know. not. I liked her. I liked her a lot. I I was trying to when I was watching her, I was thinking I've seen that girl before. Where now? Let me just take a look. She was in Quantum of Solace. I can say this: she has a beautiful back. She was in Rock and Roller <laughs> as June. I didn't see Rock and Roller. We just watched Rock and Roller. We reviewed it about three weeks ago. Oh, Rock and Roller. You, you don't remember that. I do now, yes. She yes, was, I do. She was June in Rock and Roller. I'm going to be the real Rock and Roller. <laughs> um, and that's it, really. She I was, liked her. I loved her, in fact. I wanted to see more of her. I thought she was... Uh... And then, so yeah, there's pretty much two Bond girls. I think I'm going to dye my hair that color. That Lilu color. really love it. And then there's... <laughs> do you think a 41-year-old round woman with Lilu hairs, does that add obnoxious? Probably. <laughs> Um, I'm going to wear the outfit, so I think I'm okay. Right. <laughs> uh, 
And then there's Jeffrey Wright as Felix Leiter, who comes from... He's in Casino Royale and this one. I think it's Leiter. Leiter. Felix Leiter. Um, I don't know if I like him, really. You know what? We saying I, earlier, like I like that guy, because he's from like Broken him, Flowers. But in this, it's like he takes himself a little too actorly in little moments here and there. And that, I mean, I like that he got to be a little broody, but... I don't know. He's broody the entire time in both movies. But I like the thing on the plane well, where he's just sort of it. really skeptical about everybody. It's just that in that close-up thing, he got a little full of himself, I felt like. I don't know why. I just felt that. And then I didn't list anybody else there. But, but the, he's ah. excellent, and he was excellent in Broken Flowers. So yeah, he was. Yeah. See if, Bro- if you want to see Jeffrey Wright in like a really excellent part that's totally would win you over, uh, Broken Flowers is totally and then there's, excellent. And then there's the body of the piece, which I didn't write there, but I will write it. It's uh, Giancaro Gianni. I'm diving bell in the butterfly. As Rene Mathis. Um, oh, no, that's not the bad guy. That's no, the French guy from... That uh, isn't the bad guy. Transporter, right? Is he in Transporter? Yes, he is, yes. No, he's not. No, that's not the guy from Transporter, but I know what you mean. Uh, no, he plays Rene. He's good. He was the French guy from Hannibal? Yes, okay. maybe. Yeah, uh, he, he plays. He was in both of these yes. movies. Uh, he's not a bad guy. I really like him. The bad guy. Yeah, I do too. No, I, I know he's too. not the bad guy. I got, I got the names wrong. Um, the bad guy is called from Diving Bell and the Butterfly with the one eye. Well, he doesn't have one. eye. <laughs> um, oh, I have to say, while you're looking, the bad guy from the first one, Le Chivalry or whatever. I absolutely loved him as a bad guy. I mean, loved him as a bad guy. And this is what I figured out. I'm glad I didn't forget it. You know, he... Le Chivre. Le Chivre, whatever Chivre. it is. He's got like that, you know, scar on his eye and his eye is really weird. It's very, the blood it's ducts very come bummed, out. isn't it? And he's got his tail when he's playing poker. So I put it all together that in my mind, in the past, he's been playing poker, right? And he's such a fanatic kind of psycho bad guy that his eye would twitch and that he took a knife to his own eye to try to stop himself from having that twitch. He that's did. my no, that's my theory. <laughs> I don't. So now he has a big scar down his eye, and his eye was cut out, and his his tear duct bleeds like instead of. Tears. I like that kind of. But that's my. It's very bomb because he's it? so controlling. I thought at one point I could see him sitting at a table, and it pissed him off so bad that he took a knife and just cut his eye off. I think the <laughs> I think the he guy fantastic. The guy who plays the buddy in the. Quantum of Solace is Matthew Almer- Almerick as Dominic Green. Yes, that's him. Um, I thought he played a real... It's creepy as Creepy, shit. yes. Creepy and very sleazy, just right. But the first, both of them, excellent bad guys. I think they always pick movies. a good bad guy in Bond movies. I mean, there's been some real good ones over the years. Telly Savalas. <laughs> I think there have been a few that were too corny, but... Telly Savalas. Was he corny? Yes. <laughs> I don't remember. Mike Myers decided to make fun of that and turn I know, it into but that Dr. doesn't Evil. mean he was corny. I mean, oh, I thought he was pretty corny. I thought he was pretty corny. Um, but there have been some good ones, like uh, Train Spotting Guy. He was good. Yes, yes, he was very good. Um, who's Train Spotting Guy? What's his name? I just said it a minute ago. He did. <laughs> but there has been good ones. I yes. always think they choose good. Begley, but that's. <laughs> And, yeah, there's a lot of other people. Robert Carlyle. Robert Carlyle. There's a lot of other people. Uh, I think we've covered everybody who's... Anyway, on to the director, Mark Foster. Now, Mark Foster directed some movies that I really, really liked. Monster's Ball, which, um... Oscar-winning Monster's Speaking Ball. Speaking of, what's her, chick? what's her name? 
Finding Neverland, which was really good too. Very good. Uh, and another one that is might even be my favourite out of those three is Stranger Than Fiction, which is, um, I think it's a brilliant movie. Underrated probably. It's uh, Will Ferrell uh, in yes. Mammoth. Yes. Oh, yeah. Where he's all, that was like, excellent. Where he, he's, what is it? like? A, what he's is living that? in a story someone's writing. Yeah, it's re- really good. Really good. I didn't realise. That's quite a diverse collection that guy's got. Yeah, it is. So, and, and now he's got a Bond movie. Yeah, nice. Who did the first one? Uh, I mean, Casino Royale. Do you know? Uh, not this guy, right? Mm. We'll look. I think as directing a Bond movie, it's got to be really difficult because you can't go crazy, full-out, artsy-fartsy. Now, Casino Royale, I thought, in the beginning, obviously, had a lot of throwback to 50s, kind of um, uh, Alfred Hitchcock-looking um, sets and scenes and stuff, you know, really dramatic, and then it sort of eased into a modern look of movies. This one was pretty much straight up, I thought. There was a lot of close-up action. Stuff. A lot of close-up action, but not a lot of artsy, it's just pretty utilitarian. But I think what he brought out of people was what mattered here, because it seemed like every that he really got people to be a certain way. And I think it was far from utilitarian. I thought it had, like... Some really unique camera work. You mean up close, yeah. But. No, just some interesting... Like, there was one... There was several of them, but there, there was just some really interesting... Um, where the, There was one where they're in the bell tower thing, where the camera felt like it was falling with them. Do, do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's That's what I mean that by stuff, close up. The camera's right. with you, and it's right up in the action. The guy who directed uh, Casino Royale is Martin Campbell, and he was the guy who directed GoldenEye, the... Oh, one of your favorites. Piers Brosnan one. What else has he done? Anything? Yeah, he did uh, lots of things. He did. Um, he's doing the Green Lantern in 2010. He's do- he did uh, Legend of Zorro, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. He did Vertical Limit, which I didn't like. Oh my god, that was so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he <laughs> directed um, Goldeneye and The Mask of Zorro, and. Fair enough. TV programs, uh, Homicide Life on the Street, and... Interesting. Other stuff. But yeah, he's already, that, he or, he'd already done a Bond movie, though. Why don't they come across and say, Hey, Spielberg, why don't you come do a, come do a Bond movie for us? Or they could, couldn't they? I mean, Kevin Smith do a Bond movie for us, or Paul Thomas Anderson. But you couldn't, because those people have... Well, Steven Spielberg, maybe, because he doesn't have a stamp of no. personality. But you don't want somebody who, who leaves their mark completely. Because it needs to be a part of the whole thing. But, so, but I think this director did a good job. Oh, excellent! But I feel like he, it was uh, how a bomb movie should be. And because he, the way they made it sound, he actually drove the the whole idea that we have to go to locations, we have to find interesting countries to and go if to, you, and that changes the whole. Oh, no, totally! Of it. And any Bond movie that just takes place in one place wouldn't work. I don't think it needs. Maybe that's where that Vegas one. It is totally. Work. I think yeah. you're right because it didn't really go anywhere. Because you want to, you want. I want blue oceans, yachts. Yeah, I want to see. I want ski skiing. I want all. I want to see cliffs with little villages on them and stuff. Places I will never go, and in brilliant, amazing action sequences. You know, I mean, Bourne does that as well, which is another reason I really like it. It really takes you places. So um, we looked at the Blu-ray disc of uh, Quantum of Solace, which is out on Tuesday. Um, I'm. I actually thought that they... Wait, I don't know why I brought that. I brought it because you know, <laughs> I even though we're not dealing with it. Um, I 
thought that the actual movie looks amazing on Blu-ray. I actually... There were some scenes where I was, like, blown away by them. The colours... Because this is a movie with, like, all kinds of colours. Like, it can be a blue ocean, and then next thing it can be a sandy desert. I thought, every, I thought it looked brilliant in high definition. Um, and those credits... That credit sequence at the beginning, which we didn't like as much... I thought that looked really good. I, I disagree. Mean, that was it was dark and, and muddy in places. No, I, I thought that like looked it. great. Um, but so Blu-ray, I actually think is really good. But I, you know, the picture's really good. I couldn't um, imagine. You know, these are the kind of movies that high definition is made for. But as a disc in general, I think this. I think they're holding back for a two-disc special edition because they yeah. put a two-disc special edition of Casino Royale out when this came out. Right. Now I think the two disc special edition of this will come out when the new bond next bond comes out because this is definitely holding back. There's no commentary. There's a few extras. There's no BD live even, which I that's very weird. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, it's a Fox um, MGM release, primarily Fox. It's got Fox all over it. Um, and the special features are there's the another way to die music video, which is. Alicia Keys and Jack White stood in front of stuff, green stuff going on. Well, stuff going on in yeah. the background. Uh, if you like the song, it's there in its entirety in HD. Um, there's the Bond on location featurette, which out of all the featurettes is the longest one. It's probably about thirty minutes. It's got this like the voiceover makes me want to go asleep. <laughs> He's like. Bond was filmed on location. It was. He's like, oh. It was a very packaged kind of thing. I, I, I thought it was okay. Yeah. It's not what I... I want better than that, though. Um, and then the next things were... You want a day-by-day diary on every DVD. <laughs> I do. And it's something like a Bond movie. Why couldn't they do that, you know? Why... There's not much on here, is there? Anyway. So there was... Bond on location featurette. Just let me do these in... There's a Bond on location featurette, the start of shooting featurette, the on location featurette, Olga Korolenko and the boat chase featurette, director Mark Forster featurette, the music featurette. So those... If you put those in a bundle, they last about two minutes each. No, the first one doesn't. No, I've already mentioned the first one, which was called Bond on location. Okay. So the ones after that, if you put... All them in a package together, which is one, two, three, four, five of them, they'll last about ten minutes. And they pretty much repeat what the big one said over like I said, I feel like I've got deja vu, they're saying exactly the same thing. Like The only one different was the director one. And the music. And the, yeah, and the music. It explained a little deeper about his point of view from making a bond I didn't get movie. much information from any of them though. I felt they just felt lacking. Fan service kind of, do you think? Just lacking. No, just like, just like, oh yeah, promotional. Yeah. They're like, we'll, we'll put them on HBO to promote the movie or whatever. Um, then there was behind the scenes clips with the crew. It's called the crew files. And it just like highlights like the producer and the, and it's another yeah. one of those things. And then there's the theatrical and the teaser trailers, which are fine. They're in HD. They look all right. Um, but that is actually it. Now, for a, such a high-profile movie as Quantum of Solace, the new Bond movie, I expected more because Casino Royale had a hell of a lot of stuff on, even the even the small the one disc edition. So I don't. I think it's going to be this is probably going to be sold in the future, and I'll be getting the two disc one because I can't see that that's all they've got. No. Nah. Because where's the commentary? 
Yeah. Yeah, because that director seemed like he would want to sit down and let have, me a, look at, have a talk about it. Let me, so this is Casino Royale. I've just picked up Casino Royale, not that we're featuring this one today. Are you going to mention that you think they're following a theme with the covers? Oh, actually, this has got barely anything on it as well. Mm. In fact, less than that. Oh, okay. you I, misspoke. Uh, so, I guess you have to get the special editions if you want more than the movie. By so the these way. are just the regular Blu-ray one disc. Yeah, and there is no two disc yet. It's probably in two years' time when the new one comes out. But um, I think the picture is excellent. It's the kind of movie that benefits from high definition because it's colourful, it's sharp, it's detailed. Um, sound I, was excellent. There were times when really my chair good. actually felt like a little. And we're, down, we're in a basement with cement floor, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, subwoofer was really kicking out. Yeah. Okay, um, the plane sequence was one that brought to mind. And in Casino Royale, which I know we're not talking about, but the part with the Venice... Uh, you know, oh, yeah. That, that building, yeah, yeah. That might have been the part that, that was really like, whoa. Like, I always can tell if there was a good base... Um, <laughs> if there's good base on a Blu-ray disc. Because I've got DVD shelves on the wall and the, the actual Blu-ray section's not full. It's like about half full. And when I go to that after there's been a basic movie on, they've all fell over. <laughs> so, you know, I know. <laughs> so that's how you can kind of judge. Are you sure it's not a ghost? Are you 100% sure about no, the I sound actually, thing? I think it's the I think it's the thing. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> See? Because you don't believe in ghosts. They crawl up in your nose. Yep. So, conclusion. Uh, I highly recommend um, Quantum of Solace if you're a James Bond fan. If Even if you're not, because it's a good action movie, too. Um, I do recommend you see Casino Royale, and if maybe you're going to rent it, rent them both. Yeah, totally. Watch them in one big chunk. Um, I'm a bit... The extras are a bit... It's just not enough. Hmm. I know I know there wasn't much on that either, and you can... I'll be very honest, I don't really care about extra stuff with Bond. I want a commentary. Yeah, I know you do. And all my Bond... I've got the box sets of all the older Bond movies. i got the this four box sets with five movies in each. They've all got commentaries. By Have you listened to them all? I've listened to several of them. Really? Yeah. Um, ones that I liked the most. Goldeneye, I've listened to. But anyway, let's get... Let's, that I digress. Let's move on. Um, that movie is excellent. I loved it. I recommend it. I recommend it too. Um, but don't be surprised if there's a two-disc Blu-ray edition <laughs> down the line. Because I'm sure there will be. Um, thank you to Fox and MGM for letting us uh, review that one. Uh, movie recommendations. I... Had a couple of recommendations wrote down, but they were for... Oh, we might want to mention this. Mm-hmm. We're going to review the Truman Show this week. Well, that kind of got preempt. Well, there was a confusion. Because you decided we'd watch both of these movies, and in one day, watching three movies, something will get lost in translation. So we decided to watch just the Bond movies, and next week we will watch Truman. We've seen Truman Show many times, yes. so we'll move it on to next week. Yeah, so I wrote down some recommendations based on... Uh, the Truman Show, which I will save till next week, and this week I will just give you my two favorite Bond movies. You see, you just did what I told you you would do, and you said you wouldn't. Exactly. I said, "How about if I delete them so you won't mention?" Them? Oh, I won't mention them. I did delete them, I and you to. still mentioned. I, I added extra content. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> my two favorite Bond movies are. I only like if movies are going to get into my top Bond movies, they have to have the word "gold" in the title. <laughs> we've, we've we've discovered this just before the. Uh, yep. So, Goldeneye and uh, Goldfinger. They're my two favourites. And not because they've got gold in the title, they just are my two favourites. I always love the premise of Goldfinger. Goldfinger. And that, that iconic scene of the woman on the bed completely covered in gold paint. 
and uh, she had problem. Uh, um, if you look into the trivia of that oh, movie, yeah. she uh, she had a thing where um, she had a reaction yep. because all this oxygen she couldn't breathe properly. Exactly, her skin was covered up so much. Um, and Golden Eye, it's one of my favorite. I think it's where James Bond became like over the top action. It's that's when it became like that modern. Yeah, and really. I don't know, it just has a really good story as well, Goldeneye. And yours are? Mine uh, are uh, From Russia With Love, because I just remember it most, I think, of... I, I pinpoint it in my mind. I get a lot of them muddled up together, but I actually love that one. I love the train sequence. I love the locations. I like the story. All of that. I love From Russia With Love. And Her Majesty's Secret Service. And I don't care what anybody says. Is it on Her Majesty's Secret Service? I have no idea. I'm just saying. Majesty's Secret Service. George Lazenby. (laughs) Yes. And I like that one because it's really varied and it's a little bit weird. And it also goes to the man. uh, About this man who is... uh, And also a connection with how he treats women or how he sees women and why. For future movies, he is is kind of um, broken. Because of his relationship. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The so, next and movie, I really like that George, the one right after that one, whatever that one was. Yeah, I like the George Lazenby guy. I like the weirdness of the little holdup with all the women in it. In the know? ski lodge or whatever. Something, yeah, it's weird. It was like a ski lodge yeah. full of women, and I can't remember what or why, but it was odd. <laughs> and he was kind of going around the rooms, like, wooing them or something. Yeah, it was bizarre, yeah, but was I liked weird. it. it was my but favorite. that was the only George Lazenby James Bond movie. So it's kind of notable in that anyway, because mm-hmm. you get to see a different guy who you're never going to see again. No. Um, I, I like that one. It was weird. <laughs> there are some when you think back that they're like, you're like, what were they thinking really? Like, what were they trying to like just do? Even Doctor No is really bizarre. Were they and trying to just do something of the time? I think. I think every single one. It's a good thing to mention with Bond movies. You see a slice of that moment in time. You can totally tell you're in the 70s. Oh, you, completely. Not just because of what they were, just Trends the vibe. and the vibe and that it's pulling hints of other television trends and fashion trends, everything. Well, Bond, you know, it You know, it's, it goes with the times because in the 80s, the theme song will be by Duran Duran, one of the biggest mm-hmm. songs of the 80s, and Madonna will do one in the 90s. And, and the you one know. from the 80s with the Grace Jones and Christopher Walken with the crazy hair. And yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you forget Christopher Walken's <laughs> in Bond, but like... In a blimp. Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> that's um, View to a Kill. View to a Kill. Yeah, which is the Duran Duran opening that's song. That's right. Um, yeah, that was well 80s, because <laughs> the hair was 80s, wasn't it? But yeah, it goes with the times, and, and totally. this is of its time. I feel that this is now. Like, and the early ones, because the Cold War and the the enemy was always Russia, you know, always yeah. the Soviet Union or whatever, and, and now so, it's becoming more leaning toward terrorism, and always with the theme of world domination, but coming and going and kind of floating around in there. Well, not always floating around, sometimes it's straight in your face. But. So, all the... Like, not all the Bond movies, but just recently, a few weeks ago, Fox put out Blu-ray editions. There's a... You know, do you remember? I've got all the DVD versions in box sets. Do you remember? Uh, but they, they never came in order. No. Nope. It was like, here's a movie, here's a movie. Here's, it gave you five movies, but they were just five random Bond movies. I think that's so you have to buy them all. They're doing it the same with the Blu-ray sets, and they've just brought out the first two, so you can buy them now on Blu-ray. But they're just the same, but high definition, you know? Um, so might be a good time to pick them up because if you haven't seen Bond films you're missing out really I think so it's a 
you know, if you want to be resistant to it or think they're stupid or very, whatever. It's also very British. It is actually, a, it's actually, if you watch it, because it goes from 60s, all of 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and now into the, whatever this is, <laughs> whatever this decade this is. This decade. <laughs> this decade. Um, the turn of the century. It is the end of the 20th century, or the second half of the 20th century, into the 21st century of film. And we also because said... Because you see... Special effects progress. You see acting change. Oh, you definitely you see everything change stories. and progress. You see cultural trends change. Attitudes toward women change. Toward money. Toward race. world view. Race. I mean, I think it's... Uh, I'm maybe hyping it up a little bit. Giving it too much credit. But I mean... And let's also say this is the longest running series of movies. 22 mm-hmm. movies. That's crazy. I mean... 24 if you count the two that don't count. Was the two? The original Casino Royale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was a TV these. show thing. And. Yeah, that crappy never. Say never, never. <laughs> never, 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 never say never. That was the song. Was that the song? Yeah, it was horrible. Oh my god, I remember that. It was so bad. It was just a remake of uh, the one with the sharks, but it was just bad. It, really, it was a bad version of Yeah, it was really bad. It was like, yeah, it almost felt we like. We went t- down under the water. To me, it felt like a TV movie. Oh, it was, it was all. Like, yeah, bad, it was bad. really bad. Bad special effects. And uh, that one doesn't come on in the no, box sets. No, You have it to buy that separate. They want to disown themselves from it. That was Sean Connery and a production company on Sean there. Connery decided. And the way they. So if you ever have seen Never Say Never, because it's the one that gets played on, movie, on TV a lot, probably because it's cheap. cheap. And you think, if that's the one you've seen, Never Say Never Again. That's not Bond. That is not Bond. In fact, interesting bit of trivia, that year there was a Bond movie, a real Bond movie, and that movie in the theatres at the same time. And Connery's poster had, if you're going to see one Bond this summer, this is the real Bond. Connery was trying to palm his off as the real one. I thought it was the other way around. No, I was reading about it. It's that. Like, they can't use the theme. Because everybody, no, because like... People had fond memories of Connery and they'd already moved right. on to Roger Moore. So they were trying to say, like, Connery's back in this one. Don't watch that other one. Yes. Yeah. that's not the real Bond. Connery's the man you need. Which one was that based on? It was the one with the shark. Uh, the yeah. one with the underwater scene, which was really good, actually. The proper version of that is really good. Was it Octopussy? No. Maybe. I don't remember. Maybe. Or maybe the spy Tomorrow will love never me. dies. Now it's Pierce Brosnan. But anyway, uh, I need my uh, notes back up, please. Right. <laughs> spy will love me. Thank you. Go. <laughs> I'm just looking. <laughs> we don't care about you looking. It's not. No, it doesn't make for interesting radio. <laughs> Fake radio, as uh, Chibi D would say. All right. So, <laughs> so that's all the bond. Uh, and we bond. I think we, we bonded, bonded out because bond recommendations and. Okay, the contests this week, see the site for details, there's a couple up there. Next week's DVD, or Blu-ray, Blu-ray in this case, will be Bedtime Stories starring Adam Sandler and The Truman Show. I think it's a good combination. uh, We won't be talking in depth about The Truman Show, but we will give you our opinion, because we have already seen it. Love it. I think that sums it up. Uh, Games and A. Scully stuff. I would do the jingle, but I can't remember what it was from last week. Games and A. Scully stuff. Yeah. I think that's probably Something it. Like that. Because that's the only jingle I know. <laughs> every, every jingle you write ends with, yeah. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I uh, admire Kiss, the band, and they do yeah. What I need is one of those little synthetic, synthetic keyboards. <laughs> that's called. A synthesizer. Synthetic. Or <laughs> I can just go, dun, 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 dun. something like that, you know, to give you a little theme tune. Yes, you could do that. You could. You could do it on the PC. I could bring it I could. That'd be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Let's continue. That'd be a good cell phone ringtone, wouldn't it? 
<laughs> okay, so uh, games and exclusive stuff. I've been playing this week Resident Evil 5. It's, uh, I think I spoke about it last week. Yes, extensively. It's could be my favourite Resident Evil because of the co-op. I think the co-op um, actually makes the game. And the you said other, that last week. The other ones don't have co-op. And uh, mm. this one does. And the game... It just it's all the better. If you anyway, if you're playing Resident Evil on your own with the Sheva AI character, you ain't getting the real game. Because it's all about having your friend to help you and the game's set up in that way. Let's let me clarify. When A Scully says to have your friend to help you, what he means is for him to have his friend who he can direct constantly on what to do. Because when I listen to you, because you talk to your friend while you're playing, you constantly... You don't hear him, though. He's saying the same thing to me. Is he? Because you... I mean, there's never ending. It's like, yeah, I'm over here and he's going to... I'm going to do this and you go over there and do that. Yeah, and I'm going to now go down there and I'm going to do this. You have to. If you don't coordinate... If you do not coordinate, you'll be dead. (laughs) Cooperate? As in co-op? No, coordinate. I know, I'm saying cooperate as in co-op. Cooperate and coordination. What I'm saying is if you don't stick together if and if you could hear the other end it, it all might, I'm saying is you sound like a little dictator if you hear the other end you will hear, <laughs> also hear him saying the same thing like, come over here I need some ammo I need General some Scully at your service so. no that's not right you, you don't hear the other end <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying is you have to say that to each other because if you get split up and you've got no health or whatever you're dead and that's what I'm saying about the co-op being the best part of it because you have to you have to be in communication the entire time, especially with some bosses where you like have one person has to distract somebody while the other person's shooting the person. Right. You have to, yeah. So I get it. I'm just saying. So that's how. Um, <laughs> Maybe I should listen to both halves of the conversation sometime. You should. So he's not just going, okay, okay, okay. No, he'll okay. be he'll be okay. yelling. I'm dying there in the corner. Come okay, on, bring Scully, me. whatever you say. No, okay, whatever you say. He will be shouting. <laughs> Bring me some ammo, I'm dying. Like, or I've run out of ammo, or I've got no ammo. You know what I mean? We have, you have to yell at each other. So, and that is the idea of the game, not to just shut your mouth and not say anything. Because then that would be, you might as well play on your own, right? I get it. Uh, you'd just be like, quiet. I wouldn't play with someone else. And then you'd be dead. Because someone else probably wouldn't <laughs> listen to me well enough, so I'd just... Not well, play. if you kept your mouth shut, you'd be dead immediately, so... you. Uh, I... I'm not very cooperative. Therefore, I don't play co-op. And the other uh, Xbox 360 game we played is Trivial Pursuit, um, which is all right. I think that if someone were to go back to last week's show, and my quote or my my prediction was was that I would kick your... It was not a draw. It was 3-3. It was not 3-3. It was 4-1. You won one, and I won four. No. Yes. Oh, you have such a funny memory. Anyway, let me say about Trivial Pursuit. It's okay. It's definitely not a $60 game. No. In fact... It, it's great fun. Just I think if you paid couch. $60 for it, you're absolutely mad, to be honest. Because it's... I don't feel it has longevity, really. I mean, yeah, you'll run out of questions eventually, too, won't you? And then the one you to pay It's 10. a lot of fun, though. We played for about, what, two hours? Maybe yeah. three hours? Three it's hours. really fun just to sit there, have a cup of tea. We played, I won. But we what played, I'm, I won. But we what played, I'm saying is... I won. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it should be a $10 marketplace game. Yeah, definitely. I think it would sell good as a $10 marketplace game, like Uno. Because or- once you get in it, I mean, they do it really well. The little piece, your pie um, holder, pie pan, whatever it's called, it moves around on the board in cool little ways, right? And after you've seen all those little animations, then it just gets redundant. It's still cute. I still think it's better than playing on a board. I would like the questions to be read out to you, though. That's one thing I, I would like. I no, think. I don't like that. 
I kind of like it on uh, Seen It, for example, when the voice is like, in what year did the dictator so-and-so take over Guatemala? On Seen It, it doesn't do that. <laughs> you just read it. Is it? Yeah. I remember a voice. Buzz on the PSP had talking, but that's the only that's one That's what I'm talking about, I yeah. think. Hearing the questions read out. And I like that. I like to read. Too lazy. I like to read. <laughs> um, anyway, Trivial Pursuit. I wouldn't pay $60 for it. It definitely should be a $10 game. Um... I have no idea what EA are thinking asking for $60 for a... Also, let me just say this. I have no idea what EA are doing asking $60 for a Trivial Pursuit game that does not have online play. Mm-hmm. You can only play it in the same room with somebody. You can upload your score yeah, to but, the to a scoreboard, but, but I'm really, saying... who cares? Yeah, true. You know? You, if I can't play with those people, I don't care. Like, I mean, you know, it's just... It seems... Yeah, $60. Why Bloody can't you play bastards. with somebody online? Crazy. Because you can uh, cheat, I guess. Well, it actually has anti-cheat. You can't pause to look up answers. It doesn't let you pause. So. I know, but even if you're playing with somebody, you could have the internet right next to you, couldn't you? Yeah, you've not got much time to look it up. <laughs> um, and the other game I've been playing on the DS is Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars. Now, this is a Grand Theft Auto, a new, brand new Grand Theft Auto on the DS. Um, it's there's already been brand new Grand Theft Autos on the PSP, which were fantastic. They were just like a PS2 game. Now this isn't. I thought you talked about this last week. No, I said I was going to because mm, I only got it okay. this week. Um, I, I only I only got it on Tuesday, so I couldn't have. I, I could have talked about it, but I, I think you mentioned you said you were going to play it. That's yeah, so it it, um, it's a top-down GTA game, like the old school first and second and two point five, like one, two, and two point five. It's the top down, but it's it's pseudo three D. It's it's kind of odd, really. Sometimes you can't see where you're going because you're going underneath objects. It's weird, but um, I think it's really good. Uh, it's got Rockstar sense of humor. The DS is a bit lacking because there's no real music, which kind of is one of the things I like about GTA. They can't have a talk radio station, which is one of the things I love. They can't, or they just they didn't. didn't? They chose not to. It's not the DS's fault. It's too much, uh... You can't fit it onto the cart, mm. so they don't. So it kind of is the DS's fault. Because it's not not like the PSP, where there's a disc where they can put it on. Um, but apart from that, it's good. It's like a blast from the past, like playing old GTA again. The missions are, like, uncompromised. It's not for kids... There was one mission where I had to take this for a mission. I had to go to a hospital, steal an ambulance with a guy in it who's going to have a um, cardiac arrest. Right. This guy in hospital, he was on a heart machine. So he had to go to the hospital, steal steal the ambulance with him in it. And then when you steal the ambulance, the bo- there's two screens on the DS, if you don't know... Um, the top screen is you driving the ambulance, and the bottom screen is the guy lay down on the thing on the stretcher, and you can see his heart like operation. Now you've got to listen to his beep 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 beep. So when you're driving and the police are chasing you, he's stressing out. His heart's when his heart starts to fail, you have to press on the screen light to defibrillate. So you're driving and defibrillating and driving and defibrillating. You've got to get him back to this guy who's asked, who's asked for him to break him out of the hospital so you get him back to this guy this Chinese guy you take in the Chinese guy you, you drive the ambulance into the garage and the guy gets in the back of the ambulance with you and he goes oh thanks for bringing this guy and then he looks at the guy and says 
I've, I've always wanted to do this. And in the back of the ambulance, he cuts his heart out with a samurai sword. And says, you know... Like, Are you giving this away to people who haven't I, played I'm just it? saying this is one mission. Right. right. Well, they may not expect that. There's 300 missions or something. <laughs> I'm just saying it's uncompromising. Because right. this guy just cuts this guy's heart out and holds it up. And then you're in the back of this van going... Uh, and you play this... You play a, a Chinese... You're straight in from China on the plane at the beginning. And your uncle is like this big deal mob wars boss in Liberty City. Like a Chinatown triad leader. And he wants you to bring him this samurai sword from China. So you bring in this sword in. And when you get off the plane, the sword gets took away from you. And the whole thing is oh, right. for you to get this sword back and like to defend your... It's, it's interesting. It's a, you know, it's a full story. But um, I recommend it. It's like you're not trying to get something back from some dodgy con- concert promoter. <laughs> What's that? That's from Fifty Cent. Oh no, it's twenty nine ninety nine. I think it's worth it because it's like a long game. I think you can probably get eighty out eighty hours out of it. And the last thing I wanted to talk about was Jiminy dot com. G y m i n e e dot com. We're changing gears here quite a lot. You've just switched over from games. No, to I just said the last thing I want to talk about is yeah. Jim- I'm, I'm not going into it yet. Jiminy dot com. G- J-Y-M-I-N-E-E dot com. Um, I'm on a bit of a health kick. Thought I would lose a little bit of weight and get healthy. I've been doing the treadmill every day and eating a lot less and a lot healthier. You make it sound like you thought of this idea recently. I've been doing this for months. Remember? No, I didn't think it up. I, I, thought, I mean, I didn't think it up, but I mean, I've just started to do this. Mm. Not Nothing to do with you. Off my well, own. Well, it's kind of like I have been mentioning it and talking about it a lot for the last few months. Why exercising? Changing the way I eat completely, almost. Oh, no, I'm not changing the way I eat. No, no, that, this isn't it. Yes, at all. you are. You're no, counting every calorie. I'm not calorie. going vegetarian or anything. No, no, but you're no. doing. In fact, I want to eat steak like every week. <laughs> So, <laughs> not true because we made that Japanese stuff, and you're like, "Oh, I'm too full. That's too many calories." No, that wasn't the point. No, that was. <laughs> I think it was the egg. It really filled me up. Like, but anyway, I am. Um, yeah, counting cal- and this has worked really well because I've been doing this for like ten days, and I've been logging it all down, and I've lost four pounds in ten days, which is pretty good. I want to get down to 180 pounds, and that, that's where I want to be roughly. And I'm 185 now. So I only got five to go. And, then and let's main, say you're six foot two or something like that. So no, you're I'm getting six no, foot. You're getting like knobby knees and. <laughs> no, I just think I think that is you know when you feel you feel yes. a bit. I feel better if I'm at a certain level. No, I don't know what it's like to be skinny. So I don't. Well, I'm not me. skinny by any means. By. I, I guess I am kind of. Yeah. I'm not skinny like a like a I look like a concentration camp guy or something. You know. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, that's so inappropriate. Or uh, whatever. An Ethiopian child. Again, can we not make fun of other people? I'm not making fun. I'm saying what they look like. I don't look like that. Anyway, I'm not thin by any means. I'm a middle-aged dude. I'm so embarrassed. Middle-aged dude. You know, I've got to maintain. So I'm uh, this. If you're really into like having a health kick and you want to like what this site is, you go on every single day and put down what you do. It's really good. How much water you drink, every single thing that you eat, and as you start to enter things, you will find that somebody else has probably entered it. Like when you put in the Amy's curry, all organic, um, manta 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 paneer. 
It's like a frozen dinner. It's in there. And you put in um, generic shredded mozzarella, part skim cheese. It's in there. You put in um, Activia. By the way, I got you some Activia and I got the light version. Yeah. It's half calories. So that makes it really, really easy to log what you've been eating. Um, Because you just come up to the thing. You type, I just ate um, two slices of bread and they were buttered with a country crock butter and uh, margarine. And then it adds it up for you. And uh, when you first join Jiminy, it asks you what your weight is, what your age is, what your body fat is. And if you don't know your body fat, you can get it if you get a decent scale. We have like a digital scale that tells you your body fat. Um, And from those three numbers, it figures out how many calories a day you should be having to... Well, then you tell it how much you want to lose. You give it a target weight and then it'll tell you... Well, if you eat 1,700 calories a day in six weeks, you'll be five pounds less. So it gives you a goal to work towards. And it works really well. I mean, I've lost weight all week. There's another site I found called Food Cell, which is F-O-O-D-S-E-L.com. On there, like if you put in, you can just sign up, but not a full site, but just you put your, your username and a password. You don't have to fill in any loads of other stuff. You could if you wanted to. But it actually has like thousands of foods or probably many hundreds of foods and you can tell how much you weigh and then say I ate a cup of asparagus and they'll have this big long list of activities and how long each of those activities would take to use the amount of energy or burn the calories for that food. And I thought that was interesting. And it also show you a graphic of it instead. It'll show you like a big like twenty batteries and like a little sliver of butter. So kind of you know kind of dumbies well, my, it down. Well my my Jiminy tells me every day that I don't eat enough protein. So I gotta figure that out to get more protein. Well, then you have to choose. Either you're going to eat more tofu or you're going to eat more meat and dairy. And you don't want to eat meat and dairy because you say it's too many calories. Or eggs. You don't want to eat them either. I think, like, you said, is it nuts or... Nuts, yeah. Nuts. And there's lots of grains that have it. How, but you get a ton of, how would you get a ton of protein all of a sudden? Like a load. Eat a steak, right? Yeah. Or an egg. Right. Multiple eggs. Yeah, but then eggs. you don't want the calories. You specifically, I don't <coughs> want to eat loads of meat. We did have the. We'll talk. Are we moving on to my stuff? Because I can talk about. Yeah, that. so that's jimandeat.com. Okay. You can sign up there, and if you want to become my gym buddy, as they call it, you can sign up. Like it's like Facebook, really, but for keeping fit. So you can kind of like help each other out, and, and it's free. Compare, yeah, everything's yeah. free. Are there ads on it? Uh, not that I know of, but you can upgrade to a pro subscription, which enables some other features which you don't necessarily no. need. So. No, just do it for fun, and you keep, you're you the regimented schedule kind of guy. You like typing in everything every day. I don't. I'd rather every few days write I actually like, or... I like being able to see... Results. Not just results. I like to see, oh, really? Because I, ne- I never think about it before. Oh, really? When I eat that thing, it's got that much fat in it. Mm. And this tells you. And, I, and when I look, I go, holy crap, I never even thought of that. Did you know that your wife has made an entire spreadsheet of foods... That and tells you exactly what you're getting from each one. Probably. Yeah, but I never. I don't really. <laughs> if I look at a big spreadsheet of foods, it doesn't really. But like when I actually eat something out of the fridge, and then I come in here and mark it down, and then I go, really? It kind of like dawns on me. Have you never ever ever thought about calories and stuff? Before? Never. See, my whole life it's been drilled into my my head. I never really thought. Holy crap! When you when you are a fat little girl. You never hear the end of it. So I've been calories in my mind. I know when I eat a half pint of ice cream that it's going to stick straight well, to my I, thigh. Well, I, I, I just <laughs> you know? never knew the difference between things like, and this is something that everybody can avoid, full fat mayonnaise, mm-hmm. 
it's got 100 calories a tablespoon, around about. And like the Hellman's light mayonnaise, which to me, I literally cannot taste the difference. It's and we a different, had it, and the way we had it was just tuna mixed It's together. a different consistency, but it tastes exactly the same. And it's like 35 calories for a tablespoon of the light one. Now to me, that has never really dawned on me. Hmm. But now I'm like, really? That's, you know. And that's funny to me because my whole life has been, that has been a main feature of my whole life. Go to grandma's. Oh, now, do you really need that second bowl of ice cream, honey? That kind of thing. Well, so I've I'm, thought about it forever. I've never ever had a second bowl of ice cream in my life. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying you've just never occurred to you and it's been a feature of my life my whole life. Like, you know. Yeah, well, well so, so say it's been a feature of your life mm. your whole life. And you've never been into it. Well, I'm actually kind of into it, so... Um. And I'm doing the... Uh, mine's the other way. I'm thinking of nutrients and everything and trying to eliminate stuff that makes me feel bad and sluggish, which is the meat and the egg. And even though our dinner the night was perfect and I felt fine. I'll, I'll move on to my subject. Well, That's- I've got to say, just one last thing here. <laughs> losing uh, the four pounds I've lost... Five pounds almost. Because I'm like on a half, you know? I'll, probably tomorrow, but I've lost five pounds. Even five pounds makes me feel a hell of a lot more energetic. And you should say, at one point, about four or five years ago, you had inched your way up to like 230. And now you're at 185. So, yeah. And that's just from us. You cut out the Pepsi right then is when you stopped drinking Pepsi. Started drinking water. We started inching down I must say on for the last 10 fast days, food and stuff. I have the only thing that's been put inside me. We stopped eating McDonald's then, for and the, that's when a lot of your weight came off for real. For this last 10 days, though, the only thing I have put inside me, beverage-wise, is a cup of tea with one sugar in it. Or two a day. Sometimes. No, I'm just saying these are the only drinks. A cup of tea with one sugar in it, and, and some a little bit of 2% milk, and water. I haven't drank any um, sugary beverages of any kind. Um, I feel like I want one every single day. It's really hard. Like in the middle of the day when I'm on my fourth, fifth glass of water, I go to the fridge and I just feel like I need a glass of um, 7-Up. But I've just been not, just not. Well, you're not, because you told me not to buy it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it works. I don't have it if you don't buy it. So, um, but I'm not saying I will never drink another glass of 7-Up, because I would like one. You know? And I don't think having one... So if anybody wants to send you a case of 7-Up, just go ahead. And I don't think having a small glass of 7-Up every now and then is a bad thing. No. It's like 100 calories. No, because sometimes when I have my popcorn, I want a Pepsi. And And you know the problem with it is now... I haven't drank enough of it over the last, like, three months. It doesn't taste good anymore. So I'll drink a little bit with my popcorn because it goes together in my mind and my history. But it doesn't... I don't want to go get a Pepsi anymore and just drink it. I want a little bit with my food sometimes, but I've been skipping over that, too, and eating less meat and all that stuff. And we'll move on because my stuff now, uh, what's for dinner today, we kind of had a strange day. My niece was here, so we ate some tuna sandwiches earlier And then we had a little bit of hummus. So this isn't... We don't have a big dinner coming up after this podcast. We don't Um, have any dinner coming up after this (laughs) No. Um, And then I'll go on and talk about the... The other day, we came... My niece and I came in and you're like, Oh, did you get that email I sent you? Because I sent you a link to this YouTube video. It's fantastic. This dog is cooking. This Japanese dog is cooking. Well, it's actually uh, Cooking with Dog is the name of the account or the member on YouTube. And there's this lovely little dog who sits very... well. 
behaved and a woman who's cooking and an, a Japanese male speaking English voice. Probably the uh, probably the lady's husband doesn't. Possibly, I don't know. <laughs> well, it looks like she's in a studio, you know, of some kind. Right. But um, it was I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's gyudon maybe G Y U D O N. I think it's gyudon. Yeah. And it was just a method of making this beef and rice bowl, which tur- and I and you were like, oh, that sounds so good. We got to make it. I've been not eating beef for a long time. But I'm like, well, that sounds pretty good. Real and thin beef. Too. Yeah, you slice. I got like a really lean roast, and I wrote an article on my site about it. So you can read how it's cooked, but it was actually fantastic. Well, you can even, yeah, have you got the link to the video? Yes, that we can put. You put a link to the video in the in your show. Well, notes. what's novel about this dish is it's a beef rice bowl with a soft boiled egg on the top. On the top, and I'm telling you, when the soft boiled egg cracks open and the yolk is there, and you get a piece of the beef and a bit of the rice. <laughs> Dip it in the egg. It's delicious. No, we've just broken like every vegan slash vegetarian rule there you can imagine. <laughs> like, I don't have any of those sense of. I'm just saying, like, if you want to be any more um, perverse about it, to take a piece of beef and stick it in an egg. I mean, that's it's like good for me. That's like a knife in the heart. But um, it was fantastic. And for me, what I learned from it because I went and bought some sake and some tamari, which is like kind of nicer soy sauce, I guess, and miso. some miso paste. Those things are fantastic. So now when I make tofu or make just a vegetable dish, I'm going to incorporate those, and it tastes... I mean, seriously. And, again, it's one of those weird things that's been around probably for thousands of years, and I just discovered it. It was super filling to me, the dish, for some reason. I actually felt full, like, really full, like, fuller than I normally did. I don't know what that was, whether it was the egg, because I don't eat eggs at all. Um, I don't eat eggs at all, do I? No, and it wasn't a lot, because you had less than a cup of rice... Uh, one less than a cup of beef because it was sliced really thin. But I was really super thin. full. I felt like half of that would have been enough for some reason. No, it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have actually. Maybe it was the egg, though. I mean, a full egg is, like, quite filling, right? No, not to me, but... It was to me. You huh? have a thing in your mind at the moment about how much food you're putting in your body, so I think that's kind of clouding I think because of less recently, and then this was maybe a more bulk than I was normally eating. No, I intentionally made it It had healthy. high calories, actually, compared to some other stuff. Yeah, because like, meat and eggs have a lot. Of yeah, yeah, and like sometimes I will have for my dinner a tuna sandwich and a soup, the soup that I like, mm-hmm. which is the V8 soup. And the V8 soup is only 200 calories for the whole tub, and a sandwich is like three, so that makes about five. Now this meal, a bowl of this meal was nearly 700 and something, and that was because... It's still I, not very much for a whole meal. Well, it, it, it's a lot less than, like I say, my, if I have that soup and a tuna sandwich, that's under 500 normally. You know, it sounds a little insane when you talk about counting calories. No offense, but it's like one of those obsessive things that doesn't make any sense, really. Once you get a grasp on what you're eating, you don't need to count anymore. But you're a numbers guy, and I'm not, so I'm not a numbers kind of a gal. <laughs> I like the way I feel. Now, that meal didn't make me feel bad. It made if me I would, feel too full. So if I were to eat a, I would eat a lot less fried rice. steak and a bunch of fried potatoes now, I think it would make me feel blah. Yeah, me like too. the other night, I got onion rings at work because I, I was like had to go to a separate building for a few hours, then coming back to the building, and I knew I couldn't go home, and there was nothing but vending machines. So I went to Steak and Shake and got a turkey club sandwich. I pulled the bacon off. I didn't actually want the bacon. Isn't that weird? I pulled that part off, so I just said turkey, tomato, and lettuce. God knows what was on the bread. I, d- I didn't ask. I just ate it. And then I, mean, I thought, like, if it was butter or mayonnaise or what. I don't know. Something both. was on the... Yeah, but it tasted uh-huh. good. So I was like, whatever. And it was, you know, midnight. So, um, 
And then I thought, you know what? I'm getting some onion rings. I have not had anything fried for so long. And I love onion rings. And they were delicious, fantastic. Um, I ordered I ordered a number, like number four, right? And I'm thinking, oh, I'll get my sandwich and they'll come with the onion rings and, I'll, and they'll get a soda, like a regular maybe 12-ounce soda. No. A regular soda at Steak and Shake with this meal was 40 ounces. Now, 40 ounces is... I gotta tell you, nobody huge. needs a 40 no. ounce soda. Not even I was for like, an entire oh. day. He started handing it to me and I was I felt like saying, could you just pour a little of that in a cup? Because I wanted a little bit. I get back to work and we have these little 8-ounce cups. 8 or 12 ounces, those little tiny styrofoam cups. I poured some of Pepsi in there. That's all I drank. If you drank a 40-ounce soda, and some that's, people will drink the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. That's fucked up. And I said when I got back to work, because Jared was there, and he's like, why do you have that? You never, you haven't been drinking soda for, like, a long time. And I said, no wonder everybody's fat. Yeah, Because, exactly. oh, my God. It's, like, incredible. So I drank a little bit of that. And I, I was totally in love with the onion rings, but I totally felt later, like, oh, I had that film in my mouth. Well, a little bit down. I felt like the onion rings made me want to drink more soda, and then I'd take a drink of soda, and I felt like I wanted another bite of onion ring. It's just a vicious cycle. So, But it was well worth it. Oh, I was, I'm in love. I'll make my own, I think. Homemade, maybe. Some gluten-free ones. But that was the Japanese dinner. Cooking with Dog is the name, and they have loads of videos if you want to watch YouTube. it. On YouTube. It's really good. It's really well done. Um, explains things beautifully. And I got the whole recipe Um by watching it a couple of times in the method. The method's very important, so I recommend that. And the, then uh, my last item, I'll make it quick, is that I'm getting into the gardening spirit. My niece was here today and helped me do some mulching around our grapevine and digging in the dirt, like really digging in there. We had to kill a couple of bushes that were growing. And, and I think soon <clears throat> we'll have to get the mower out and see if it will start this year. Yeah. I get the feeling it's... Might... Guess what? If it doesn't the first time, I'm buying a new I one. I think it's near its end of days, to be honest. But, because the tail end of last year, it was giving us some serious trouble. We'll give it and to then all other And then all of a sudden, the very last time we used it, it was perfect. Well, what happened was, we bitched, bitched, bitched. It went to the shop. They said, nothing's wrong. We went to the shop again. I bitched some more. Talked to the manager. They said, we can't find anything wrong. They sent it back, and then it worked. Mm-hmm. Even though they claimed nothing was wrong. But that doesn't necessarily mean it will work when we take it out there True. today. So, we'll see. This, this, you know. If it doesn't work, that might be a giveaway on ascoli.com. <laughs> I used yeah crappy <laughs> so let's, let's move on uh, thanks for listening to thanks for listening thank to you show. very much for indulging um, it's been this long is probably the longest show ever it's one hour and 29 minutes at oh the moment. that's not the longest is it not no anyway uh, I just want to remind you about the stuff uh, ascoli.com sidtalk.com twitter.com it's twitter.com slash ascoli or twitter.com slash sidtalk facebook.com we have a after the show group uh, I'm on Xbox Live. I'm called A Scully Live, A S C U L L Y L I V E, and it's A Scully's A. You know, like I just said. Um, we're on the iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace. We have an RSS feed. Go to ascully.com, click on podcast at the top, listen to all 62 podcasts in a row, and report back next week. With I thought I was going to tell you, you you should you always want to say Zoom first, not. And report back next week with your findings (laughs) when you've listened to all 62. Um, And if you want to find us or anything about... All you have to do, because you and I use the same same monikers, Sid Talk and Ace Gully. So just do a search online. I would have used Ace Gully on Xbox Live, but for some reason... I'm saying, if you do a search on any of your search engines that you like the best, do Sid Talk, which is C-I-D-T-A-L-K... 
Now, it's going to ask you, did you mean sidewalk? <laughs> but no, you mean Sid Talk. And you'll find every anything where I'm mentioned or Ace Gully, same, A-S-C-U-L-L-Y. Email feedback to Ace Gully, acegully.com, and don't email Zip it. Sid Talk, ever. <laughs> ever. Unless you want to give me something really good. And uh, stay classy, Mr. James Bond. And I'm looking forward to the next James Bond in 2011, apparently. Fabulous. Um, James Bond number 23 is its official title. And I'm going to say, think for yourself. If you don't do it, someone will come along and do it for you.